0: podcast studios this, this is the award-winning after nine with scott and cat happy motherfucking friday to ya it's a song now i don't know <laughs> i'm running out of things well, <laughs> it probably like
1: the, could be that's like the variable of the happy birthday song the happy I, I, birthday
0: uh, to you i'm glad it at least sounded civil. that's oh. exactly what i was going for to you. Okay.
2: welcome to <laughs> our annual scott and cat after nine ask us anything podcast special We have been collecting questions from you guys for days now. Things that you want answered. And we're going to do our best to get to all of them. But there's a lot of fucking questions here, Kat.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know.
2: Nosy bastards. Nosy (laughs) bastards.
0: So here's the deal. Brought to you
2: my mind your own fucking business. (laughs) That's
0: right. It's the After 9 Podcast. I've got a lot of directed comments. And this was mostly just through my Instagram. A lot of ones. or, Or my Facebook. I got Facebook messages. I got this. On our beat Instagram, we did it. So... Do you guys want like a roundtable quick thing first, or you want to save that for the end and let's go direct personal questions for each individual person that we have here?
2: Uh, Yeah, I I think we just got to work through the list. And and if some of them are serious, (laughs) some of them are personal, whatever, we'll just try and get to as many of them as we can. If that works for you.
0: It is hard to categorize all of them. So I'm glad you said that. So Um, what you're
2: saying now
1: is the podcast is probably going to jump around a lot today.
0: It might. Yeah, it might. Because we have a little bit of everything. Um, Do do you want to start off with a personal question for Dave?
2: Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Wow.
0: We're going to jump right in hot. We're going to go hot and heavy. Actually, this is a question I don't think I know the full answer to. Um, This is from, it's either Joss or Joyce, I I think is how you pronounce it. And I apologize because they are a long time listener. Dave, how did you meet your wife? I know you recently got married and I was hoping to hear a good love story.
1: It's not really much of a love story. No, you've come to the wrong place.
0: Give us the Coles notes.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she, uh, She came to a place I was working. And do you uh, want to
0: mention said place? No.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> Cause I get laughed
0: at. I when. tried. I tried.
1: <laughs> no, it was uh it was a nightclub and uh, she came with a friend and she's not a clubber. She's not a, she's not a bar person at all. She showed up uh, with her friend at like 9:45 PM.
0: Yes. My kind of girl. <laughs> but she didn't know. Yes. She
1: didn't know any better. Cause she, again, she doesn't, it's not her scene. So uh, that sounds
0: late to me. Yeah.
1: Her and her friend, they came out. Uh, I will. So I will tell a bit of the story because it is kind of funny. Um, so she came in and her being the first person there, I was hosting and, uh, we're live on the radio. So, so I just, uh, I went up and said, Oh, Hey, you know, your first one's in the building. I'm like, let's, let's buy you a, a, a drink kind of thing. Just being nice. Um, so a friend of mine and I uh, with her friend and her went up to the bar, got a drink, uh, you know, and said, Oh, anyway, have a good night. And then us being the only other people in the building at the time, she, they, we just started chatting and just hanging out. And, and, uh, um, I guess from, from there it was just, uh, again, see ya, have a good night. Um, my friend was in contact with her friend and, uh, after that first night, she thought I was gay.
0: What? I yeah. did not know this.
1: Yeah. She thought I was gay because. I still kind of do. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, she, so the reason she thought that was because I was dressed well and I wasn't overtly hitting on her and. You
0: were a gentleman. I was a nice
1: guy. I okay. was just a nice guy. And I wasn't, I legitimately wasn't trying to get involved with her. I wasn't being flirty. I wasn't doing anything. It was legitimately a, hey, nice to meet you. Hope you have a great night. And if you need anything, we're around. Right. That kind of thing, right? Just being a good host. And uh, yeah, and, and then it just, it, it the conversation kind of went on after that, that she's like, I, I was certain you were gay. And she's like, I'm just used to guys being grubby. And just, you know, especially in that environment, mm-hmm. bar and nightclub environment mm-hmm. where guys are just, they grab your arm and let's do and things like that. You know what it's like, cat. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and I would I just not me. That's not who I am. I've mm-hmm. never been like that. So anyway, it just uh, one thing led to another. And my buddy set up, a, you know, hey, we're going to go grab pizza or something like that. And, and you want to tag along. So they did. And it wasn't until three or four days later where she had said she was interested. And I went, oh, huh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, And I said, okay, sure. And then uh, we hung out and and it kind of just blossomed from there. I wasn't in a position to be in a relationship. So we took it super, super, super slow. Uh, But she was amazingly understanding about it Um, and and was just like, sure. Yeah, just uh," the only request she had was like, just if you are involved with other things and other people, just be honest with me so I can protect myself. Right. And I said, mm-hmm. it's the most mature response I've ever heard of a human yeah. being ever. So I said, okay, cool. So, and we had that mutual respect and it went from day one and, and just eventually blossomed. And Can I just say how America?
2: sad it is that because you weren't a colossal douche, yeah. she assumed you were gay? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But, but she's she's That's the right. state of men today.
0: Yeah, she's absolutely right, though, because in that club environment, that is very rare, even if you are working, right? And yeah. Eat, but you'd be amazed at the professionals working in those atmospheres that are not actually professional. Well, and
1: I'll say this, too. If I wasn't a professional in that atmosphere, I wouldn't do that either. But that's just me. But again, I've seen it a billion times, mm-hmm. and you're so right. It is sad that that's yeah. the reputation That guys have kind of put themselves in, you know. Be be kind, be chivalrous. Don't
0: don't be a douche, like Scott just said.
1: Just don't. So anyway, that's the story to the to that. That's that's how we met.
0: And did she stay with you after you told her the fake phone call popcorn uh, story that you said on the podcast last time? She was still willing to stick around after all that.
1: (laughs) Do you know how many messages I got about that? Holy crap! I, oh my God! Yes, last last podcast, I told a story about how I, I I ran into the movie theater, bought popcorn, and felt guilty that I wasn't going to actually see a movie. So she heard that podcast, and she just she kind of shook her head. It was great. just sort of like
0: that's awesome. Okay, what a dumb story. Okay, very good. Um, Scott, I actually have a similar question for you that I received from Kylie, but she I don't know if she specifically wants to know, but. I guess you can answer if you want how you met your girlfriend. But she wanted to know, was your girlfriend a listener? Because it must be hard to meet women that don't know who you are. So is Ah. your girlfriend or was your girlfriend either or uh, a listener and knew who you were before you dated her? And if you want, you can say how you met her.
2: Okay, so we met. I don't mind saying that. I don't think she would mind either. But I do try and and remain protective of her privacy as well. Um, We met at a wedding. It was a mutual friend's wedding. And a mutual friend, not the groom, came over and introduced us and said, hey, you know what? I think you two should meet. So we did meet and then we agreed that we would go out on a date at some point soon. And that kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because, as you remember, I ended up in the hospital after that allergic reaction. That was supposed to be our first date. Uh, In any case, we uh, did eventually down the line meet and, and we've been dating for a while ever since then.
1: I would have it loved is, it if you, that you had a twist on the story saying you met her at her wedding or something like that. Oh, yeah. That
2: would be cool. <laughs> yes. That would have been amazing. That would have been a great story. I would have uh, for it. <laughs> uh, it I, she was a listener back on the old station uh, and now is a dedicated listener of our current station, 91.5. Uh, we had just never had any encounters. Um, same thing. She would go to clubs but never the ones I was at. I guess I had the shitty ones <laughs> or, or she had different tastes. I don't right? know. But right? we had never actually met before we were introduced at that wedding. But yes, she had listened and uh, yeah, she knew who I was. And, and it was neat because we actually, she had a bit of an advantage. She knew a few things that I didn't have to explain because she'd been a long time listener. Oh, she okay. actually liked Dave better than me on the radio.
0: <laughs> so you have that, Dave.
2: Dave was her favorite. I'm just sending her a note right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Um, I'm glad that both of these actually have something to do with clubs in a in a weird way because somebody did ask all of us. I have seen you all host club gigs. Do you miss the nightlife of doing clubs in Toronto?
2: Not a second of it. Not even a little bit. <laughs> there was no hesitation in that answer, was the there, guy? No, I but get you re- know what? Oh, go ahead, Kat. No,
0: I was going to say the way I answered this person, I said, if you want to know Scott's answer, I bet you he'll say he misses the money and that's it.
2: Yeah. And I, I do wrong? miss the money. The money was great. But you know what? I mean, it's hard every week to get up uh, and get off the couch at 11 o'clock on a Friday or Saturday night to go out. You know, sometimes you just want to stay home. But when you've got those obligations, you can't do that. you got to go and you got to be on and you got to keep in mind that uh, this is somebody's bachelorette tonight and they're expecting this experience and you to be there and all that sort of thing. So I mean I took it seriously it was a job but I don't miss doing it at all and I'm not even sure if clubs are going to return the way clubs were when all this shit is over mm-hmm. with
1: Yeah for me I I was doing it up until covid hit like I was still a couple nights a week at least um and and I do I do enjoy it because I do enjoy people and I do enjoy interacting with people but I also would set myself up in places where if I don't want to be around people I can still do my job and be away you know in the DJ booth or finding a crow's nest kind of spot and you know, being the voice of what's going on and and emceeing in a nightclub. But for me, it was like, I'm not a huge partier. I've never been a big drinker. So, you know, I have a high tolerance, too. So it would be okay to, you know, hey, it's your birthday. Cool. Let's go get 35 uh, vodka Red Bull shots. Let's go for it. You know, that. Yeah, the owners love it when you do that. They're 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 very happy with that. Yeah. My Um, my paydays would be a little lighter some nights. Um, But we had a, yeah, I mean, you had a lot of fun doing it, and I found, I found the positive in it, and that's probably part of just my overall mindset is even when you're in a crappy situation, still look for that light. Mm-hmm. Look for that thing you can hold on to as this is going to get me through it right. because I know a negative attitude is just going to make it feel like a longer night. It's going to make it feel like a tougher night, and it's going to feel like it's never going to end. Right. And, and it's just I think that's just part of my mindset is I'm going to find a, a nugget of, of happiness in all of it, even if it's something I don't want to do. And then go from there. So I I still, I still, yeah, like I said, it was up till COVID that I was doing it. So it it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I I didn't do it. Do you miss it, Kat?
0: I I probably have a completely different experience on the whole thing than you guys. I would imagine you you would, yeah. As a female, like it was always one of those things. And I like the extra money like anybody else, right? Like, yeah, great. And a lot of the clubs would pay cash too, right? Like some of the clubs were a little sketchy. I remember in particular, some of them. So, okay. Most <laughs> of them. I remember in particular, I showed up to a club gig and this was, um, I knew it was only a six week thing. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm good. Fine. Whatever. And it wasn't too far of a drive for me. So I was like, all of the things added up. I'm good. So my very first night there, they're like, here's your spot. Fine. And the manager came up to me and she's like, yeah, hopefully we get a good crowd tonight. And, uh, oh, did I show you my scar from when I got shot?
2: And oh, that's a good start. I'm like,
0: I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you had never heard the story, but when someone came in and just shot the place, it was crazy, shot the place up, nobody was killed, it's all good, like acting as though that was all good, that would make me feel excited, and we hadn't even opened the doors, like this, I literally just walked in and she's showing me her bullet wound scar, Wow. and I was like, what the fuck,
1: I was Uh, in the club when a a shot went off. Yeah, it's I was a in a club scary, with a stabbing, scary. and it
0: is very scary. Yeah. The, I mean, and the cops showed up, and everyone <laughs> evacuated. I
1: love that you say that because it was a shooting one week for me, and the next week was a stabbing.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> honestly, like it, it's totally normal. Like it's totally yeah. and it, and those. So, well, if,
1: hang on, it's not normal. Okay, uh, but it was it was it's uh, not
0: surprising though. Yeah, it's not you like go. you hear of a shooting or stabbing in a club and you go, "What? Are what? you kidding me? What say you, madam?" See, and some of them are worse than others, but the ones that I always did were ones that I did feel safe at. And mm-hmm. and be, again, just going back to the being a female, it was harder. Like I remember like being envious in a way of Scott, who was able to, when he hosted my apartment every single week, I'd fill in for him when he was sick or he was away. And you know, in my days training with him, or when we got to do co-hosting events, he just got to walk through the crowd, hang out with people. Like I couldn't do, that. do that. I could not leave my little two foot by two foot little area that they gave me because it was just, it was gross. And and people would come up to the booth, going to the bathroom. I was always like, fuck, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, ugh, I don't wanna have to do this, you mm-hmm. know? So, and, and I'm dead sober, too, on top of it. So it's not even like I could be like, woo, laugh things oh, off. I'm just yeah. like, sometimes I just wasn't in the mood, and I didn't have my girlfriends there as a safety net and all those other things. So for me, toward the end, and once I was pregnant, I was like, that's it, that's all. So for me, I mean, no, I don't miss it. Um, I would never say never to doing a gig, but it'd probably be like, if it was a group fun thing, I'm in, you know, but yeah, right. there's th- my answer.
1: I think Scott could probably echo this sentiment. The, uh, the people that you make best friends with as soon as you start at a place... Are the bouncers. Yep. Yes. Every time. They'll give you the lay of the land. They'll, yes. they'll let you know what to expect. They'll let you yes. know who to keep an eye out for, all that stuff. And they've, they've seen a lot of things. Uh, usually in a place that's established, they've seen it all. So uh, those are the ones that you go to. Okay. Well, good, good,
2: one good. more thing I'll mention on this before we move on is because, Kat, you mentioned that you were dead sober and it sucked. Is I don't think I ever was at most of those <laughs> club gigs. Oh, I, Did you
0: feel you had to or because it was well, free?
2: No, well, it was free. That was always in my deal is that I didn't pay for drinks, but I I would I was drinking way, way, way too much at some of those club gigs because I wasn't having a good time. Like when I got there, it was always empty because nobody shows up to a club until like, I don't know, midnight or 1230. So I was bored, and I was drinking a lot, and it just wasn't a good scene for me. So I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say never say never, but it has to be the perfect circumstance for me to do one again.
1: I can also co-sign that because there was plenty of times where I had a gig on a different end of town and got a call saying, hey, have you been drinking? And I'd say, no. This is okay, great. I need you to pick me up yeah. drive me home. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm then in the-
2: Richmond and Peter. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh.
1: I, I'm in Vaughn. Oh, so I would drive down at Scott, drive out to Milton and then back in the morning. And it was, you know, uh, it's one of the, it's it's a fun thing at, at- for a while where you're like yeah you know let's just go grab breakfast you were were triple d
0: basically designated driver dave that's that's correct yeah i'm gonna call you triple d from now on i
1: don't like that because that sounds like diners drive-ins and dives and if i
2: get confused with guy fieri i'll be very upset (laughs)
0: um
1: Uh,
2: question for everybody here if i can interject with one and it's another personal one you don't have to answer this one um how come you guys never post pictures with your significant others Oh, okay.
0: Oh, um, okay. So, I'll answer first. Mindy, e- I just, I just did one. I just posted one actually, semi recently. Um, I, so it's maybe it's more towards y- you guys. Although I don't post often anyway. Like, if you look at, you can go ahead and look at my posts in the timeline. I, I post maybe once every two to three weeks on my actual static posts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I hate selfie. I hate taking selfies, and really, I'm not really around people to take photos of us. So really, especially maybe especially recently, especially recently. So that's probably where my lack of my significant, my husband, and uh, photos with him is. But I also don't post very often. All my story, you might see a little more of the two of us together.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> if I'm going to answer, this is how I will answer it. We have a very public life, um, and sometimes there is something you want to keep private, and yeah. not because it's. It's something you're ashamed of or something that you, you know, that you don't want the world to know about, but it's, there. sometimes there's needs to be something that's just yours. And, and we have a lot of, a lot of followers and a lot of friends and a lot of people that we've met over the years that we're acquaintances with, or we're just not really all that close with. Um, And sometimes I just want something that's mine. Mm -hmm. I just want it to be private. I just want it, I just want it for myself. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the things that, that, that I think about when it comes to posting that stuff. I also you know, I take into consideration their privacy because I, you know, I won't get into it, but I have had incidences where my significant others have been affected by mm-hmm. people reaching out for not good reasons, yeah. um, maybe uh, putting them into to, uh, an uncomfortable position, and I don't want that. Um, if if somebody is okay with it and wants to do that and wants to be part of it, uh, maybe that's a different conversation, but. Yeah, part of it for me is it's about privacy. It's about just having something for myself. And then the other side of it is is the other person's safety. I can't control what other people are doing. And, and I don't want to put them in a position of of being uncomfortable because
0: mm-hmm. of
2: it. For me, it's all privacy, too. I mean, my girlfriend uh, knows uh, what I do. And and that does come with uh, um, you, you lose a certain amount of your own personal privacy and anonymity when you do what we do. Mm-hmm. But she didn't sign up for that. So I don't post pictures of her. Uh, I'll do it to my friends only list typically if we're going to post a picture, uh, but no, I don't post anything publicly of her. And I very rarely post pictures of my kids. In fact, I don't think I ever did until after they turned 18 and I always ask them before I post a picture of them. Yeah. Probably the same reason, right? Yeah. They didn't sign up for that. And also, yeah, there are some safety issues Mm -hmm. there and they shouldn't be affected by what I do for a living
0: right yeah and it's something that comes up you know people have asked me before that are in radio that just had kids they're like how do you feel about it i'm like that is such a personal such a personal choice and yeah. both of you have made that personal choice and for me i might come to a point where i'm like "Okay, hey, they're getting older now they're more recognizable maybe so i might stop posting it too and much like you two actually in the beginning of my or i should say i mean i've been with my husband for i don't even know i lost track they like, fit whatever however many years um since 2005. I thought you could
1: say 50. I'm like, like wait a second. 500
0: years <laughs> since 2005. So that's a long time. And he was with me through the whole thing. So it's not like he all of a sudden came into my life and I'm already doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been through the journey with me. So I'm more comfortable with that, but I'm definitely less comfortable with the kids thing. I'm becoming less comfortable. Like a couple of things have happened over the last couple of years that have been weird. And I'm like, maybe I should just stop posting. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to also be able to relate to my listeners and the people who are on social who have kids. And it's relatable for them, but do I do that at the expense of one weird thing that might happen, right? Well, that's a it case. I
1: think you're right that it's a case by case situation too. Yeah. Like not everybody has the same feelings about it. And yeah. there's a lot of people that we know in our industry who all they do is post pictures of their significant other and their kids and they're okay with it. They've mm-hmm. never had any negativity surround it. Um, I have, so yeah. I think I'm a little more protective of it. Yeah, um, I don't
0: blame you, and I'm still on the. Honestly, I'm like on the line right now, where my mm-hmm. oldest is getting older, and I don't, you know, I don't want her to enter school, and everyone to be like, "Oh, whose no, kid that is?" Like, I don't want that. You know, I want a little bit of the anonymity for her because, like Scott mentioned, I mean, it's true they didn't really necessarily sign up for that.
1: Well, can I, let me tell you a fun story. Then Uh, at a gig a couple of years ago, um, I had a, a person come up to me and go, "Oh my God, are you Dave Blizzard And I and I went. Yes, and I've, I've I've gone through that before. So I went, "Uh-huh, yes. ah oh, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you." And the girl, it, was, it was it was such an odd feeling cuz the girl goes, "I know your daughter."
0: Oh. <laughs> and I went, what? "Okay. What? What? Ugh, what?"
1: Um and I guess she was uh I guess she was uh, one of the instructors at a YMCA program she was part of or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it was the first time anybody had ever s- said that. And I was like, that's a super, super weird thing yeah. to say. Um, and it's not like, like it, again, it's not like she knows her because they hang out or anything like right. that. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so strange. But that was the
2: first time I ever had that, uh, that yeah. encounter. Uh,
0: Next you- question. Yep. You guys
2: ready? I'm yep. ready. Uh, okay, actually, this one is for me from Derek. Scott, what was the best part of your round with Shane Lowry? Okay, so I did play in the Pro-Am at the Canadian Open two years he ago. He will tell
0: you at any chance he gets. <laughs> Thank like, hey, you for Derek.
2: asking that important yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Derek, can you ask me a question about the uh, Pro-Am?
0: That hey, right? uh, Derek, <laughs> real name Scott Fox, uh, tell me more about the Pro-Am.
2: His Burner Account's Derek Fox? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You guys suck. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that was a day of a lifetime for me. I mean, that was a great experience playing at the Canadian Open, and our Our pro-am partner there was Shane Lowry, who went on to win the British Open like two weeks later. I had a great time with him. I think the funniest part is one of the guys in our foursome was smoking weed. And you're allowed to smoke weed, for those who don't know, if you're listening outside of Ontario, but it's perfectly legal here. And they offered it to Shane, and Shane was like, are you sure it's legal here? Like, you can just fucking walk around with a joint? no, no. And you could tell he was like, oh, I kind of want to, but I don't want to get in trouble. And and watching him resist that was so fucking funny. It was great. Uh, the other great part of it, too, was him and Rory McIlroy are very good friends. They're both from Ireland. And we were walking down. I think it was the 10th fairway, and it was just pouring. And Rory McIlroy was right behind us. And Shane's caddy forgot to bring an umbrella, didn't have an umbrella in the golf bag. So Shane's walking there, getting soaked. Rory ran down the fairway with his umbrella and carried it, walking down the 10th fairway for him and Shane. It was amazing. Just an awesome experience to see. You good? Oh, and he also wants to know, <laughs> okay. what, what's your favorite cake? You know, I don't think we're <laughs> yes! ever...
0: Yes! You cake-sitting motherfucker.
2: We're... <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get past the whole cake-sitting Never. thing. Never, um...
0: Never mm. you freak. Um, if I'm, you're going
2: to get a girl to put her ass in a cake and I'm going to tell you guys something, let me tell you the real honest to God truth about cake sitting without admitting or denying anything. There are a lot of pros to doing this, but if you're going to do it, not hot out of the fucking oven, get a pre-made sheet cake. That? I don't know. Maybe you're thinking, oh, we'll bake a cake and I'll get her to sit in it. Don't fucking do that. You're going to burn yourself or she'll burn her ass or something like use your head before you make her sit in a fucking cake Can I ask and question, make sure she's into it.
1: Does anybody eat a cake directly out of
0: the oven? <laughs>
2: what kind of a mom? Who does that? Well, I don't know if you're all fucking horned up and you're thinking, yeah, we're going to do the cake sitting that I heard about on the podcast.
0: You know what? You deserve to get your ass scolded if you're going to
2: do that. If you're mm. that stupid, you probably deserve that. ass if that pan is hot to
1: touch. Then it, the cake's going to be hot as well. Come yeah. on,
2: vaginas—they're very sensitive. They're you don't sensitive. want to put your ass on that. You're like, not just wrong. everybody, let it cool, <laughs> or just do yourself a favor and buy yourself a nine ninety nine sheet cake at Walmart, <laughs> and you're good.
0: You're going to destroy it anyway. Anybody walks sure. by a
2: sheet cake at Walmart now is going to think,
1: huh. "Oh
0: yeah." Oh, my weird. ass
1: could fit on that. Oh yeah. That's weird. Maybe. Oh, I, I, I can't I can't get into that. I I, I get it. If people are into it's, it, that's sure. That's okay, but... Dave.
0: You don't have to say it like you should be ashamed. That's okay. You man. know,
1: I'm really sorry. I'm r i am I apologize. I, I am deeply ashamed that I can't get into it.
0: You would you <laughs> would if presented with it though, question mark, or not at all. Like if it was said yeah. it happened. you know, it tarps down. Okay? You go it tarps you down a house, a tarp That's down. my
1: first warning.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well Kat, Sir, paint the picture down. here. Let's assume it's tonight
2: okay. and, and his wife's at home and he walks through the front door, oh, his tarp wife. down, Ugh. cake there.
1: She's getting ready to go. Can we, just for the, the sake of posterity here, can we, let's just pretend it's someone not my not wife. Not your wife. Yeah, let's I was going to say,
0: don't don't include her. She is a fine <laughs> young lady. I don't believe this yeah. has ever been on her list of things to do. Uh, or so mine. Let's, let's just say.
2: <laughs> well, have you ever asked her? Maybe it is on her <laughs> list of things to do. No, I haven't and I'm not going to. Hang on. I'm going to text her right now. <laughs> Where do you draw the line? I mean, next, she's yeah. sitting in a bowl of soup. Uh, you know, it just, it just never ends. Y- you're talking like a guy who's never put your dick in a pie or something like that. Like, let's not demonize this activity here, David. Wait, Hi, have- I'm Dave Lazard, and I've never stuck my dick in a pie. <laughs> well, can somebody listen. get me a Bible to
1: swear
0: on? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> It's a copy of American Pie. You swear on that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely.
2: Uh, somebody else want to go with a question?
0: Yeah, sure. You know what? Um, I will just mention we had so many questions, and we've answered the ones about the old station before. It, there's an entire podcast. Oh, yeah, it's called "Why We Left," if I'm not mistaken. And it, no,
2: it was "Ask Us Anything." I think it wasn't. Was
0: it? I, we did talk about it in the "Ask Us Anything," and I believe also our very first podcast when we came to Chorus Entertainment when we left our old station and came. We also addressed it there. So there's a couple of podcasts where we did dig into the we, archives. That's the thing saying, is like yeah. you got to dig in and, and thank you. And I, I know you guys may be curious that haven't heard this. The, I don't even know if I call it a story but what went down you it's are really weak. a story is it but No like that's the thing is it just it did it did just happen I mean the short of it is we it was not anything we were planning an opportunity presented itself to us and it was right it was the right fit for us and the right time That's basically the gist of it honestly another question and Also they
1: got to work with Dave so And, Dave, and I
0: mean, the here's the other thing that I get all the time you guys planned this out you planned oh. this from the beginning you Kat knew she was going to leave after her mat leave. Scott was going to come with her. And you guys knew that Dave was going to be working with you in Kitchener. I hear it all the time. People assume that we did this. Like, <laughs> this we, was, we came up with wow. this pl- plan years ago. I wish I was. Yes, were.
2: we held a gun to the head of Chorus and said, you make us a good <laughs> offer, fuckers.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I went up to the owner of the company, John Global. John Global. <laughs> yeah. And I said, listen here, John Global. Here's how it's going to go down. And he's like, that's fucking amazing. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> And that's, yeah. And also, this was seven years in the making. Yes. I joined Chorus in 2014. Seven years in
0: the making. And it paid off, Dave.
1: Yeah. I, perseverance has been waiting yes. for this moment.
0: Love it. Yeah, that's well, not how that went love down. Love it. Um, and a lot of people just asking if we keep in touch with anyone from the old station. For me, in the building, yeah, I still talk to a bunch of people from the building. I know you do too, all these years later, right? You still mm-hmm. chat with like Brian. In yeah. production. Yeah. He was a great guy. He is hey, hey. a, a great guy. So does Scott. Uh, there's a bunch of us who have all mutual friends. And we, Anywhere we always you, talk. But
1: I've also worked in other places where I'm still friends with yeah, same, almost everybody. right? And you, you just yeah. meet them along the way. And, and, yeah. and it's really great when you can have people that you could reach out to just to chat. And sometimes it's work related. Sometimes it's not. And those people come along the way uh, in different forms. Sometimes it's through work. And I'm pretty fortunate to say I've worked with some pretty incredible people, some inspiring people. And, and I'd like to stay in touch with people and see how they're doing. Okay. good,
2: good, good. Uh, here's a question from Sonny along the same lines. Uh, I've been listening to you guys since you were at Z103. What's your worst memory you had of working there at the old station? Uh, that's kind of a lose-lose whoa, question to, whoa, to answer. Yeah. I mean, listen, every workplace has ups and downs. But one thing I would like to say to everybody is I, I so appreciate the people that have been listening for the last, 20 plus years that I've been doing morning radio and Dave is almost that long and cat's getting up there too. Cause she's getting real old quick old, and old out dad, of crows feet. Old what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say though, is change is good sometimes. And this was a change that we needed to make and it was good for us. We, we just needed to, to change markets and to change stations, change management, change. It worked out well for us, and it was a good fit for us to, came, to come where we came. And for those in Toronto thinking, oh, Kitchener, what's up with that? Because I do still get some of that. Uh, listen, this Kitchener radio market is one of the best radio markets that I've ever worked in. I love it a lot here at 91.5, and, and I'm really happy right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I, I echo you. all of it. I echo all of it. <laughs> Change is
2: good though. I mean, I get yeah. that you like something, but uh, sometimes personalities change, people retire, people quit, Move, well, whatever and, and you know what it's, it's good to change.
1: Sometimes it's nice to have a, a different set of eyes on what you do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know somebody who can guide you along in a, in a different way and, it, and it's part of the the growth. If you are this here's the way I will say this: if you are the same performer that you were 20 years ago, then it's your problem
0: mm-hmm. right. you
1: You need to evolve. You need to change along the way. Um, If somebody's sensitivities and find the same jokes funny 20, 25, 30 years later, that says probably more about the person than it does about the person telling the joke. You know, like we have to evolve a little bit. We have to adapt and we have to we have Mm -hmm. to change it up sometimes and, and keep it, you know, keep it for lack of a better term, keep it fresh. Right. I mean, you can go crazy doing the same thing forever. It can happen in any job you do. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it be a performance job or if it's you know, it's an office position, whatever it is. Sometimes you just need a scenery change Mm -hmm. to kind of reinvigorate your your passion. And that's, I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Um, A couple of questions about Angelo too. He was on a podcast episode for those that missed it. You can also dig into the archives there. Yes, we still speak. No, he is no longer at Z and he talked about that in that podcast. So I won't rehash that. Um, What else here? Oh, uh, someone, a couple of people want to know, i will do a quick round table. If we were to go masks off, everyone is, everything is COVID free tomorrow. What's the first thing that you would do?
2: Uh, uh, I'm doing a, a nice restaurant. You know, I mean, I really, really appreciate a good chef and a nice atmosphere and great service. And I feel so bad for the people that have been forced into the sidelines for the last year, off again, on again, off again, on again. So I really just want to go to a nice restaurant, have a good drink and a great meal. Masks can, off. I'm going to a restaurant tomorrow.
0: That's I like good. That, I like that one. Yeah, And
2: that's attainable, too. Yeah. So if they I were to
0: say, so, yeah,
1: tomorrow, hey, everyone masks off. You can be like, sweet. I'm going go to go to whatever restaurant you love, whatever is your favorite restaurant. Yep. Um, for me, it's two things. And they're very opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, one uh, is go to a Jays game.
0: Yes. I'm Mm -hmm. such
1: a fan. I I just miss going to a ball game and just sitting and watching baseball. And the other one is a little more heavy. It's hug my grandmother.
0: I miss my grandmother
1: so much. Scott knows my grandmother and she is my favorite human being. And I miss her dearly. Mm -hmm. She's had some health problems through COVID that are not COVID related, but I just, I miss her and her being my person and not being able to hug her. It's tough. I'll sit on the phone with her and I'll talk to her and it's not the same, right? But that's—I I think maybe I would drive there, give her a hug, and then go to the game. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't like bring her that. to the game because she'd last like three innings and be like, "I'm too hot." Can you <laughs> be like, "God <laughs> damn it, Vlad's up next. I, I can't leave Come now." Grandma, Grandma, <laughs> uh, do you want the Come keys? On. Go sit in the car. Turn the air conditioning on. I want oh, to stay I here for a few that. more at bats. But that's honestly, and I know a lot of people feel the same way, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really tough right now, and and there's some who have that. That their immediate people are in their house and they they have that opportunity to to hug hug them, but my with my grandmother, my I actually have a fear of it is that I won't see her again. Mm. That's a, that's super scary for me. Mm-hmm. But I also believe in the measures that are being taken, right? So I don't want to I don't want to be the one who gets her sick mm-hmm. or uh, gets anybody else sick. And and I and I understand the science of how that can happen. So that's why I'm respecting it as much as I can because I cannot wait to just give her a hug.
0: Is she? Does she have her first shot?
1: She does. Okay, yeah. good.
0: So shot two, and then you'll be able to maybe see her. Hopefully by then. Yeah,
1: I'm hoping Ooh, that yeah, I'm hoping this summer they'll be able yes. to to go see her. I mean, and she's, she's a little she's a little bit older, right? She's up in age, yeah. and I'm just I worry about it. I worry that something can happen, and I, and yeah. I I don't want to be stuck and
0: not
2: be able to see her. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kat?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all here for a party. Like I want to see, I'm close with my family, like my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, all of us are so close. And it's weird for us to have not seen each other for this long in a big group. Um, we had a little bit of, of freedom in last summer where we saw each other in small groups, no more than 10 outdoors. So we would take advantage of like my aunt's pool and we'd hang out there only 10 at a time. And then I'd be over here at my sister's house outside 10 at a, 10 at a time. So I am just looking forward to, and I'm willing to put money into just like a big fucking party. Like I just want to see everybody, talk to everybody face to face and get together with my family. And then obviously my girlfriends too. I have a really close group of girlfriends I've known since kindergarten. We get together like four times a year usually. We saw each other around an open fire the last time we were allowed to gather and that was so nice to just have that, but I'd like to have a real actual like girls getaway weekend too where we can all just have some fun and and go out to eat and all those other things that like would make me feel a little more normal for sure.
2: Okay, we're going to have to do some quicker answers on this because I realize we're kind of up against the clock. This one from Lindsay. Guys, it's kind of silly and juvenile, but I think it would uh, get everyone talking. I'd like to know if you were stuck on a deserted island with two other people, who would they be?
0: Like anybody or do we have to pick like celebrities?
2: I think you can pick anybody.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, we, they're going to, but hang on a second. They're going to force us to pick our significant others now, because if yeah. we don't, we're going to look like assholes.
2: Yeah, that's one. Now, who's your other one?
0: Oh.
2: I'm going Dave, because Dave is strong and can lift shit. <laughs> if we have to start a fire, Dave can be the guy who rubs the sticks oh, together and all that strategy. sort Strategy? Of
0: stuff. I wasn't even thinking strategy.
2: Yes. I'm going with Dave and Tiger Woods. Fair. Those are my two. Fair. I'd go. I'd probably go the same then because I'd love to hear the Tiger Woods stories.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Just all the wild stuff that was yeah. happening when he when it was all going down, and yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know all about it. Although I feel like he'd be kind of dry after a while.
0: I don't know. Yeah, once you've
2: heard the stories, you've heard the stories. He's,
0: yeah, then he get, then he's probably boring. I don't know, man. Chad, who are you two? This is tough. I uh, I don't know. I, someone to entertain me. Give me like Drake or something. Maybe he can drop a couple of beats there on the island and keep me company while I figure out how to escape the island.
1: I would say absolutely not to that because they try to figure out how to make it an NFT and make you pay for it. Right.
0: <laughs> I take Bitcoin only. Yeah. You're like, um, right.
1: Damn it. We're on an island.
0: Uh, uh, can
1: I ask? Uh, do, did you give your two? No, that's only one, Drake.
0: Oh me? No, I didn't get my two. I don't even know. I that's that's a tough one. I would want people to entertain me. Well, yeah, like Penn and Teller and shit. Give me one of them and give me Drake and I'll be entertained at least. <laughs> As I die slowly on this island. Can tell her?
1: Because he doesn't say anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He shuts the fuck. He knows when to shut up, which is always.
2: That's right. He's He's always quiet. Pull shit
0: out of his sleeve and entertain me and Drake will sing. It'll be great. Yeah. Fine.
2: That's it. Uh, Next question. Do you believe that COVID is real or do you think this is a government plot? No. Who wants to take it? Dave, I feel like you're the best person to okay. take a crack at I'm going to make this a very, very yeah. short answer
1: because okay. when we hear things like, is it a government plot, I hear two arguments out of the same mouth. One hand, Justin Trudeau is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a moron. And then on the other hand, he's an evil genius who's part of the Great Reset. So which one is it? Is he an idiot or is he a genius? Right. It's just, come on, stop it. Anyway, yes, it's very real. It is incredibly real. And it's not a plot. It's not some terrible conspiracy. Stop looking for anecdotal things that support whatever theory you might have, because that's not research. That's not finding out the truth of what's going on. And the truth is there is a virus. People are dying from it. And that's that's all there is to it.
0: I think he spoke for all of us. I mean, I'm good with just one of us answering each one that we all agree with. (laughs) Next.
2: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, do you have another question there, Kat?
0: Oh, yes, I do have a ton of questions. Oh, my gosh. Um, somebody wanted to know what kind of music we listen to in our personal lives. Mm. I think we've addressed, we, we kind of addressed this a little bit. Um, well, I, can I
1: say something? I've known Scott forever and I don't know who his favorite musician is.
0: Okay, do, And here's another question I have for Scott. Cause I also don't know some things about you when it comes to music. Do you even listen to music? If you have like downtime, if you're cleaning, do you actually have like playlists on your phone?
2: Yep. Okay. I do. So I like a lot of like '90s, '2000s rock, but rock in the '90s was kind of like uh, I don't know what would you describe that as, Dave? Because you actually did rock radio for a while. Like, yeah, I like like if I'm gonna put stuff on around the house and I want a little pick me up, I'll throw on like Green Day, Foo Fighters, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah.
1: So music around then in the '90s was was alt music was popular. Grunge music was pop music. Um, yeah. People don't like to define it as such, but that's what was the popular music. So it was pop, but it is also rock.
2: Got it. I like uh, a lot of down-tempo stuff if I'm just chilling around the house. For example, I mean, I think one of the most talented singers of this generation is Adele. So I'll listen to Adele. I love Ed Sheeran. I'll listen to Ed. I don't listen to a ton of Top 40 around the house just because I listen to it all morning at work. But one thing I will say is uh, Jason Derulo is very highly underrated. And Dua Lipa has never made a bad song.
0: Dean is Dave
2: awesome. Is well, I mean Jason Derulo is great <laughs> and does, except does. for Swalla, if he hadn't released that fucking bomb Swalla, he would have an impeccable flawless I lineup likes, of music. I
0: don't mind Swalla, I don't. Swalla for I, me.
2: Nah, 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 nah. It's good, <laughs> it's fine. What issue. do you listen to, cat?
0: Um okay, so I am a 2000s hip hop girl, a uh, hip hop R&B girl, like through and through. You could Play that for me all night long. That's my shit. That's 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 the genre or the playlist I would play the most is anything 2000s, hip hop, R&B, rap. But that said, my playlist is all over the map. I've got Garth Brooks. I've got Coldplay, Drake, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, (laughs) like a Trisha Yearwood or two. So I've got like a weird fucking mix of music on my uh, and I appreciate all genres. I truly do, except for like, I don't know, uh, classical and stuff. I don't dig that deep. Fuck you, Bach. Yeah, like, fuck Bach, right?
2: (laughs) Mozart was fucking overrated. (laughs)
0: Fuck Mozart. What a clown. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm not, I, I haven't been, maybe when I'm older, right? But that said, and maybe this goes along with what Dave said, is that you evolve. And the truth is, I have evolved. I would have never even had guys like Ed Sheeran. Um... Even uh Sean Mendez on my music mix, but as I got older, I'm adding them as I go. So I feel like my musical tastes have also changed and the stuff that I really want to listen to, not just the stuff I play on the radio. I actually am enjoying more the stuff I play on the radio now.
2: Justin Bieber, I didn't fully appreciate until I got older. When he was yeah. first out, I was like,, eh, whatever, it's fine. Now I really, really like Justin he might Bieber. Be my a lot. favorite
0: artist now. Like Drake's up there too. I, I enjoy his songs, but every time I listen to a Justin Bieber song, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying him. Him Ed Sheeran, uh, there's some really good stuff now.
1: Dave, oh man, my music taste is eclectic. It's all over the place. I say well, first I'll say my favorite musical artist of all times is Metallica,
0: right? Uh,
1: and then I kind of branch branch down from there. But if I were to pop open my my playlist on my phone, like I'll just tell you that the last ones that played, I've got uh, Temple of the Dog. Um... My Chemical Romance, Cake, Justin Timberlake, Aunt Clemens' um, Grandson is on there. Uh, let me see. Adele is there. Lenny Kravitz, uh, Augustana, the band, the Marshall Tucker band, John Lee Hooker. Uh, like, it's all over the place. Uh, Jay-Z, uh, Jagged Edge, Fiona Apple. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm hitting, I'm, there's so much. Who
0: forced you into that one?
1: What? How dare you? Criminal is a criminally underrated song. Um, I, I'll take the Fiona Apple, uh, defense the way Scott did for Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> I, the reason I snickered was because that's the, I did not expect, didn't expect that name it. at all. Yeah, I
0: didn't expect Fiona Apple. But isn't that the awesome thing about music is that you can all have such, it's such an eclectic mix yeah. and, and it might surprise you.
1: And it's okay to like yeah, a bunch of okay. different things. You don't it's have good. to be defined by your taste in music either. Yeah. God, I have Pitbull on here. Guns and Roses. Yeah,
0: like, there's I, nothing wrong with Pitbull.
2: Well, yes, there is, but I still have Pitbull <laughs> uh any more questions cat oh i mean i know we ton. have a lot but there's any more that we have to fit in here
0: um well i mean uh yeah no i mean i don't know there's a ton can, do you guys want I, to answer more? are you tired
2: i'm good to go <laughs> for as long as, as you guys want to do it
0: um okay uh,
2: i did get a question that was for me can i ask myself a question on behalf of a listener
0: sure is it about golfing That's another
2: golf question are you going to run for office Oh, you seem to get that one a lot, don't you? All the time.
0: That's such an interesting question, too, because... I mean, go ahead. You answer it first.
2: When the time is right, I will seriously consider it. I've been recruited a couple of times, but the timing wasn't right, or... I didn't think they could win, so I thought it was a waste of time, and if I'm going to run, I'm going to run to win. So uh, it hasn't been the right time, and the uh, Conservative Party Association – and I mean the Conservative Party is just the party that I identify closest with, but I don't consider myself uh, perfectly aligned with them. I'm probably conservatively – or fiscally, I'm fairly conservative – um uh, on social issues, I might even be closer to NDP than liberal, to be honest with you. So I don't know what party that makes me. But I will say that if I ran, it would probably be as a conservative. And the association in Milton is now a joke. Uh, so I will not even consider it right now.
0: OK, that's good. Uh, can I can I do just kind of a fun one here? I like this yeah. question from Harry on Instagram. What sport? We'll do a quick roundtable here. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to?
1: Oh, my God. Ooh.
0: Would mm. be. I feel like, do we do one that's boring, or do you do one that's already kind of exciting? I feel like, for me, I would never want running to be involved if I'm if I'm if I'm drinking, and I wouldn't want anyone who is heavily drunk to be like running around or playing basketball. Like that sounds terrible.
1: What a funny question. I,
0: weird, right? And yeah. I love it. I love it, Harry. I, I'm going to go with something like, uh, it, what what's considered a sport here? Like, what if what if in chess? A sport.
1: What, what, what definition do you need for sport? Well,
0: is chess a sport?
1: No, it's a game. Uh,
0: but, it's a game. Okay, but can we use it here? Because I feel like I'd be more likely to watch a chess mass match on TV if someone was fucking hammered. Give me your rook, you son of a get bitch. Get your fucking queen. Don't you worry about it. I like. I think I might be more willing to watch a, a more slow game or sport if that was the case. So I'll go. I'll go chess if I'm allowed.
2: We'll <laughs> allow it. Okay, thank you. All right. On a very, very, very slippery slope, we'll Mm. allow that as a sport. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, and
1: to Kat's point, though, there are some things that that are a lot more fun to watch when the people are hammered. I I know uh, darts is one of those amazing things. And my friend lives in England right now, and I, I wish I could go because he's told me how he wants to go to a dart tournament because they are like Oktoberfest where it's like huge long rows of tables oh, yeah. of people watching and it's just a dartboard. And and these guys who are like dart superstars in the UK are just big fat balding dudes <laughs> who just chug beer while they're playing. And one hundred and eighty, the whole place is going absolutely apeshit. I want to be part of that. That sounds like so much fun.
0: That
2: does sound fun. That does. Hmm. Uh, I think for me, uh, involving alcohol in a sport, you got to be careful, but it could probably be the most fun. If we did uh beach volleyball.
0: Mm. Okay, I've been drunk playing beach volleyball. It is fun. I
2: figured you have. I can
0: tell you firsthand it's fun.
2: Not in a professional yeah.
0: <laughs> Of course level not. Though. Of course not. No, I I wasn't I wasn't even I wasn't even good. No. But I I had a team with some friends uh back in like college ish era and we we used to get smashed all the time at the ice park in Cambridge. Great spot. They got a little beach volleyball set up here and uh it was awesome. And I'm trying to figure out if
1: you would be competitive when playing recreational games or if you would be like you could be somewhere in the middle but there's two wide wide ends of this spectrum here so one you're super competitive like come on guys like let's let's actually play the game the other side is the oh my god it hit the net again ah! and then the rest of the team's like oh can you go yeah. sit down like where do you sit on that i don't
0: know i might be a little bit in between because i'm you know when it i don't take myself seriously with sports especially like mm-hmm. i know i'm not an athlete i've 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 totally be, like understood that and and known that for many years. So I like to have fun with it. I don't even like playing with people who take things seriously or are competitive. Like even board games. When I know I have to play with people who are competitive, I'm like, great, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't I like wait. to
1: be competitive in the sense that it's a good. Um, how do I say it? It's it's a good time and it's within it's within the spirit of a game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I'm going to tell this story and I feel bad for doing it, but I'm going to tell the story. So as part of a of a charity. Uh, softball game a couple of years ago and I hadn't played in a while and I was so pumped so excited to play on it it was a beautiful diamond it's where the um the the uh the Barry Bay cats play so it's a beautiful actual diamond it's all taken care of and well maintained and again it's a charity event and I took it seriously I smashed this ball and <laughs> took two bases on it like it should have just been a jog to first and hey look I'm on first base I was. I did a hard turn at first oh, and, and ran for second base. And I was like, as soon as I hit, I was like, hell yeah. That felt good to actually hit the ball. And so afterwards, I felt like, well, I'm the only asshole that did that. <laughs> and
2: everyone Everybody else was did. just like, <laughs> hey, we're having a good time. I'm yeah. like,
1: I'm trying to get pumped up. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Big swing. <laughs> and it was so silly. So
2: dumb. It's but I think I'd, I'd probably lean a little further to that end.
0: Okay.
2: Sadly. Hmm. Okay. Uh, can I ask one last question? And then we have to wrap Let's this up. Let's do it. Dave, is it weird to be Scott and Kat's boss?
0: <laughs> yeah, do tell.
2: Huh. Break um, it down. Well, it's a good way to go out on this podcast, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. It is a weird situation because we are very close friends and we have been for years yeah. and we were co-workers for years. It just happens now that Dave is the boss. So the way this is the way I look at it. Um, and Scott,
1: maybe you have a completely different feeling on it, but... I separate the two. And I think I do a good job of separating the two where, you know, I don't give you guys special treatment. Um, I still support you the same way I would anybody else on the staff. That's what
0: we tell the other morning shows. That's anyway. right. <laughs> well,
1: just, I, I, just I, but I want to, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to cross that line because I think I've worked in situations where favoritism was an issue and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I work hard to make sure that that everybody is treated equal at all times and everyone gets a fair shake and rules apply. And it is, it's is—it's not weird, I don't think, but it is a, it's a a—it's a thing where if I'm giving feedback or if I'm critiquing or anything like that of the show, I think you guys have done a great job of not taking it personally. And I'm never delivering it personally. So I think I have to separate those two things in order to make a situation like this work. I've never felt weird about it. And even thinking about it, I'd, i I cannot think of a time where I went... Oh, this just doesn't. Oh, this is kind of an odd thing. I I, I feel pretty good about it. Good.
0: Well, what I think, if I might chime in here as well, is that it's nice. It's kind of nice though that that Scott and I do have a friend that's a PD, and and we've been friends with uh, the last PD I've had uh, friends that were PDs, and with you knowing you before you came in here, especially for Scott, I'm sure, I think it's it's a it's a good thing. You know, you have that probably have that comfort of like you know his skill set, you know what he's capable of. You know me for the most part, so I don't know. I think it's it's nothing but a plus, anyway.
1: I it hasn't been a negative. I haven't seen any 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 difficulty with it. I haven't. There's been no time where there has been a conversation I needed to have with you that I didn't feel I could have with you because of our friendship.
0: Right. So if
1: that maybe that answers that pretty succinctly, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. One thing I will say is. Um, it almost doesn't feel like a boss employee relationship because and, and not to kiss your ass here, Dave, but you do deserve some praise for this is Dave has uh, really sort of reinvented the, the program director role and made it so collaborative that it's not like you're having a conversation with your yeah. boss. It's like you're having a conversation with uh, someone who's equal to you. Trying to get to a common goal and and I might have one idea of how to get there and Dave may have another but rather than it be like well this is my idea we're going to do it like a lot of bosses do it's very much how can we take the best of your idea the best of my idea merge them together and let's just get from A to B as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So I think you've done a very good job at managing the relationship. But again, it doesn't feel like a boss employee relationship. It's very, very collaborative. And I don't think anybody can really ask for more than that from their boss Mm -hmm. is that it's a collaborative effort to try and get to the ultimate. goal? I
0: think that's what makes a good boss. Too. And I'm also not trying to kiss your ass, but I do think like generally speaking, no, please continue. I, I, think, I think that that's what makes, <laughs> that is exactly what makes a good boss is that you don't feel like they're standing over you telling you do this, do that. This is how you do it. You're doing this wrong. It feels like it is someone you're collaborating with, with this common goal. Like I think that makes a good boss.
1: Oh, I think of it like this for, for your show in particular, I'm not on the air with you all the time, but I do feel that I'm part of the show. And that means the building of the show. That means when we're planning events or planning things and features that are going to be on your show, I'm helping to build that. And that to me is where I get to I get to sort of fulfill that creative need. Um, and I get to do it with all of the shows of all of the the people on our stations. And that to me is is like the most rewarding part of my job is getting to help people feel better about what they do. And and to me it's. a a good boss is somebody who is in the trenches with you, not somebody who's standing up at the top of it, trying to drag you out of a hole. Mm -hmm. So I I always want to be somebody that, that can walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, I've been in this position. I've been in many other radio positions and, and many other shows, for example. So I feel it does give me an advantage in knowing the intricacies of somebody hosting a morning show, somebody hosting an evening show. Those, those are very different kinds of shows. And I, this may be a little bit inside baseball, Uh, talking about how radio is put together but I I understand how somebody in the evening is different on the air than they would be in the morning and I've been through that and I went through the struggle of Mm -hmm. trying to make that transition and it was really difficult so if I can maybe help somebody with my experience I'll never tell them that my way is the right way but I'll always be the guy to try to help you find the right way
0: lovely
2: that's a a good way to put it I'm a tour guide
0: yeah no I like that yeah Okay, all right, about guys. It. Yeah, we have was no a lot time. There were so many questions. So many. And thank so many. you. I'm going to try to privately answer all of them, too. The ones that came in is, uh, the best of my ability. But if you ever want to message us about anything, you can feel free to do that.
2: Um, for Monday, there were a couple people that asked questions, not necessarily of us. They just wanted feedback from the audience. And, and some of the questions were really good. Like one guy has got a buddy that traveled and is openly defying cur- curfew. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know if he should call it in should he call Ooh. bylaw on his buddy because oh, wow. he takes it seriously the buddy obviously doesn't traveled recently and he's thinking fuck you you shouldn't be able to get away with that i'm, I'm gonna call you in and he's wondering if we could do a scott and cat am i an, an asshole section that would be a great place to do it sure um <laughs> sure but could. there was a couple scenarios like that that have come up recently where we'll try and get to those on monday's podcast done
0: awesome have a great weekend everybody and happy motherfucking friday to y'all all right
2: Two of them in this episode. Wow. You never get two. A shopper in the UK got a surprise when they returned home with a plant from Ikea and found a gecko lizard inside. Uh, how annoyed is that gecko? I had the run of the entire Ikea. Now it lives in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> After three years of construction, Legoland New York is finally opening this summer. Yeah. Unfortunately, today some jerk older brother kicked over all the rides. Oh, in a new interview, a doctor and clinical consultant for NASA said that sex in space would be difficult. When asked why, the doctor said, well, we've been married a long time. <laughs> a rare bottle of bourbon that is believed to have been produced before 1802 will go up for auction later this year and is expected to sell for up to $40,000. Meanwhile, an NFT of a photo of it is expected to sell for $7 billion. <laughs>